Up next is a daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson, pastor of Believer's Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. Subscribe to our podcast by visiting burningdogradio.com and clicking on subscribe. Thanks for listening to Burning Dog Radio. The Gospel of John, chapter 8. Verse 51 says, Most certainly I tell you, if a person keeps my word, he will never see death. Now, many of us want to read this verse as, quote, If anyone believes my word, he shall never see death. But that's not what it says, is it? The text is clear. He said what he meant, even if that makes us uncomfortable. Now, we know that all scripture is to be interpreted in the light of the rest of scripture. But man, we want to grab hold of, believe in me and you will be saved. That sentence and leave all the rest of scripture behind. The word believe in such passages, it means to be persuaded, to place confidence in. The conviction and the trust to which a man is impelled by certain inner and higher prerogatives and the law of soul to entrust one's life in saving faith. Scripture goes on here to elaborate in great detail of just what that belief means in the practical realm. The transformation of life, the surrender of that life into the hand of God and His guidance, the dying of self, the giving of our life to a loving God who then pours His great plan out into that life. Upon the moment of such biblical belief, nothing will ever be the same again. And you know what? Nor should it be. We know from Scripture that we do not attain eternal life by keeping His Word. But we do need to know that we keep His Word because we have eternal life. We cannot earn His love and favor as such is given to us freely because, well, that's the nature of our Father God. Obedience is not to earn our standing with God. But our lives are indeed dramatically and profoundly changed upon rebirth. And we keep his word because of it. Verse 52 of chapter 8 of John says, Then the Jews said to him, Now we know that you have a demon. Abraham died as did the prophets, and you say, If a man keeps my word, he will never taste death. Are you greater than our father who died, our father Abraham who died? The prophets died. Who do you make yourself out to be? Now, There was no ambiguity here with these Pharisees. They understood clearly just what Jesus was insinuating. And their opinion of him was not getting any better. Those whom the Pharisees held in the highest esteem, Abraham and and all of those Old Testament prophets, they knew they were all dead, so they were asking, was Jesus, was this guy saying he was greater than Abraham? Now come on. Abraham was the man, and you, well, you, Jesus, you're this the son of a carpenter from the little town of Nazareth. But Jesus did indeed say we would never see death. What does he mean by that? Well, 
Obviously, Jesus was speaking of something bigger and beyond the passing from this world of each one of us. The death Jesus speaks of here is the death that lasts forever. For that death is the wages of sin. That death is eternal separation from God. It is the judgment due every sinner. It is the bitter cup from which everyone who is not in Christ must drink. Verse 54, Jesus answered, If I glorify myself, my glory is nothing. It is my Father who glorifies me, of whom you say that he is our God. You have not known him, but I know him. If I said I don't know him, I'd be like you, a liar. But I know him and keep his word. These folks were on the path to death, and they didn't know it. In fact, they were all about death, really, when Christ was all about life. Jesus had the greatest recommendations one could really ever attain. He had the backing of the creator of the earth. Jesus said, you don't know God. Now, that's a rather bold phrase, a bold assertion there, isn't it? I mean, how can one say such a thing? Well, I guess you can say it when you wrote the criteria for salvation. Jesus said, I know God, and obviously you don't. Now, wait, the words were right, though, weren't they? I mean, they believed in God, didn't they? Ah, but they didn't live God. They talked the talk, but they failed to walk the walk. It was their hearts that excluded them from the kingdom, not their belief or lack thereof. And their lives were the mirror which reflected that fact. It was their lives that said who they were and where their love and allegiance lay. Let's face it, words are cheap. Words come easy. And they still come easy today. Our church attendance comes easy. Our religious facade comes easy. I mean, we can wear the clothes. We can go through the motions. But in the end, it's the living which says who we love, not the dying. The dying was done by Christ on the cross 2,000 years before any of us even arrived. He died that we might live. And gang, isn't that what we're doing? Truly living? While these earthly shells are going to pass away, those of us who have acknowledged Christ as Messiah and Savior, we've gone on to experience the power and the passion of rebirth. And in such... We then keep his word and we will live forever with him because of him. Now, the two uses of the word know in this passage, K-N-O-W, they're actually two different forms of the word. The first one here is gnosko, which you may already know, means the knowledge through experience. Knowledge that we've gained through experience. Meaning they had not come to know God through the experience of a thousands of thousands of years is what the uh, idea behind this is. And the second use of the word here is oida, and that's so that is knowledge that comes um, well a, apart from learning, meaning it's an innate kind of thing, an innate knowing. Jesus had known God always; he did not need to learn anything more. 
verse 56, your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day. He saw it and was glad. Again, Jesus was here and claiming uh, deity and doing so clearly. He was saying that he was around when Abraham walked the earth, but come on, how can that be? Well, only one way, really, and that is if he's God. From the beginning, literally from creation, Jesus was there. There was the words uh, that God spoke in Genesis where he said, let us make man in our image. Also, those of you that are students of the word know that there was Christophany appearances throughout the Old Testament, which occurred to, well, I guess remind us that the manger in Bethlehem would not be Jesus's point of arrival. Verse 57, the Jews therefore said to him, you are not yet 50 years old. Have you seen Abraham? Jesus said to them, most certainly I tell you before Abraham came into existence, I am. Therefore they took up stones to throw at him. But Jesus was uh, hid himself and went out of the temple, having gone through the middle of them and so passed by. Now, finally, as the chapter closes, the final shoe drops. It seemed inevitable almost from the beginning, didn't it? I mean, he finally just says it. Jesus played the ace card. He claimed the I am. The I am of God the Creator. So there's no confusion now. No questions are remaining here. He claimed to be God, and for that, these people were now going to kill him. They wouldn't succeed today, no. God would dictate just when, where, and how that would take place. He indeed would lay down his life, but they would never take it from him. For he had a mission to complete, and that mission was to bring life to you and me. That was our daily devotions by Pastor Tim Dodson. To learn more about Tim Dodson or Believer's Church, visit jfbelievers.com.